Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And we are live, we are live, we are live. I don't know about you ladies, but I have been looking forward to this segment since last week. One of the favorite, my most favorite things that we have done. I don't know if it's about just people being here in the maintenance group and the different kinds of conversations because I've had the weight loss conversation a lot. <laughs> not, not that it ever gets old, but the maintenance one is just a whole other thing. Uh, welcome back, welcome back. Of course, uh, group manager uh, Odette of the maintenance group. And then of course, Anna, who is the director of operations of all the groups. Um, Odette, uh, we talked about last week. If you missed last week's segment, make sure you you watch it. It's still in the guides. Yeah, still in the guides. Yep, still yeah. there. And uh, you can also listen to it over on our Way and Regina podcast. It's been turned up turned into a podcast so you can download it uh listen over there odette's been um maintaining her weight for a while anna i don't where did you decide you're down like 95 pounds you're still you're 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 sure but you're not sure like i, I forget where we're at with that something <laughs> like that yeah absolutely i'm gonna just go with that sure but not sure i mean i i definitely you know some days like today I feel amazing. I'm like, this yeah. is where I'm at. Finally, I'm forever. Here I come. You know what I mean? But then other days, I really feel like there is a little bit of space. So, I mean, I'm here. I am solidifying the weight that I've lost. Yeah. I am living my life. I, you know, I went to BC this past week. You know, that's where I, I we shot the first one. And I just, I, I had a sense of such a sense of calm. I didn't really like I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. I didn't feel like I needed to do a certain thing. Like I was very calm. So am I in maintenance? I'm not sure, but I'm definitely still giving my body what it needs. And yes. if my body decides that it's going to give me a little bit more grace or whatever the case may be, maybe I'm okay with that. Or maybe I just stop. Right. Like I just, I'm not quite there where I can say yes, definitively I'm in maintenance. I still feel like I'm, I'm working through the way I'm feeling. Yes. Um, but I'm definitely closer. And that, that the whole trip, honestly, the calm that I found on that trip was just, it, it really solidified to me that at least my mindset's catching up, which was really nice. I love what you just said there, because I know there are people who are in the group who thought they reached their goal. And then after they spent some time in maintenance, they realized they want to go for more. And then there's people in the group who thought that they're going for more, but maybe they're not sure and they are where they want to be. And I, I think what you just said there, you're kind of like assessing the situation. There's You don't have to make a decision. I think if you're going to go for more, you need to decide, okay, I'm going to go for more, especially if you're getting on the scale every day and expecting more to happen. But I think there's also something to be said by take some time to figure it out. Like you, you can decide like, and then maybe have some experiences to be like, you know what? I, I do feel great. I, I am in a place I think where I can just like sit here, spend some time solidifying my weight. And then you can change your mind. You can change your mind down the road and, and decide then, you know, I want to go back for more, which I know there's a lot of people in this group who've done that. So that's a and bit that, of a uh -huh. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that like, it doesn't have to be, I'm in maintenance. I mean, it does have to be, I'm in weight loss. Let's be real, right? Like yes. if you are going to do it, you really do need to maximize. You need to do that consciously. But I've been working on my journey for a really, really, really long time. Like it feels like, at least to me, you know, it feels like yeah. I've just been chipping away, chipping away. And I'm finally kind of where I am. 
really calm. Like I don't step on the scale. I'm going to be honest every single day because I'm, I am kind of in that relaxed state where I am kind of a see and assess type of situation. I'm really comfortable with where I'm at, but you know, who knows what's going to happen down the road. I want to see how I feel in this new body of mine. I haven't lived in it for so long. And you know, to be honest, when I first got in here because of that whole imposter syndrome, I don't even feel like I knew I was in that body for a while and my mind was still catching up. I was dealing with so much when I was already at this kind of weight, you know what I mean? So now I'm finally like my, I'm not, I don't feel like an imposter syndrome anymore. I don't feel like I'm lying to myself anymore. I'm just really comfortable. I feel really good. I feel calm with my decisions and then we're going to see what happens, you know? Okay. So that brings us to the question this week. I know we touched on it last week, but I think we can rehash it a million times and still keep talking. How do we know when we are ready for finally and forever? That's the question. Mm. I think that's a really interesting place to be. And we did talk about it last week. And I don't think it's a black and white answer. I don't think you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm ready. Here I am. I think it's a combination. It's a culmination of, you know, you've been through this active maintenance. You've really played with personalizing the plan and you feel comfortable and calm with it. And then you just, um, you know, it all comes together and you're like, I I am ready now. I'm ready to take that next step. I'm ready to move on. I don't think it's like just hitting a number. I don't think it's, you know, just making a decision that day. I think it is a bit of a feeling that's going to come and you're going to, you're going to know that, okay, I'm at this place of calm now. I feel like I can move on. I've tested the waters a little bit and I'm, I'm trusting myself. I know I've got the tools to, to move on. And it's like, it's a comfort level. Like Anna said, like, Mm -hmm. you know, she was calm and comfortable. Maybe she's not totally and finally forever yet, but that feeling is what's going to, you know, remind you and solidify that. Yeah, you are, you are ready now. Yeah. Or you can get to where you thought that you are good and you've reached your finally and forever and then sit there for a few months and decide, you know what, I I could totally go for more. Like I've worked with so many clients over the years that could, could take their weight down to 120, but when they hit 160, you know, 140, they're like, I feel amazing. And I'm like, well, your goal was 120. And they're like, yeah, but like, I'm really loving the way I feel. I feel so much better. I love the way clothes fit me. Like I'm good. And I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, I feel great. Now I wouldn't hold it against them. If, you know, after that weight has time to settle and they've been living in their bodies at their new weight, they may decide, you know what? I I actually do want to go for more now. And I think people have to leave themselves open to that. They get to decide and they get Mm -hmm. to change their minds. Even if you thought you've reached finally and forever, you still get to change your mind. I do want to sort of, because we've got to get this post out. I know behind the scenes, we've been working on these four stages of finally and forever. And again, so the first one is Where's my four? You know, you, you, oh my goodness. Are you three? (laughs) (laughs) Every time. Four, Four. wait, wait a minute. Four. Um, the, The first one is reaching your goal. Okay. So, so you've reached your goal. And then what you want to do, you worked really hard to, to get to that place, right? So you reached your goal. Then you want to active maintenance. This is taking time to solidify your weight, either spending a couple of months into personalizing the plan or spending a couple months repeating the program and the plan, you've got to solidify the way that you've lost. You want to minimize your back on track. You just want to keep things status quo. You want to allow your body to get used to your new weight. So your new weight becomes your new norm. You lower the dial on the set point. Now you want to make your set point, your new set point. Then I think there's testing the waters. And I think this is where like, sure, while, while you are actively trying to maintain, when you do indulge, use back on track, but you want to keep that to a minimum. And then I think there's testing the waters. And this is where you want to start 
testing it out, like have the pasta, have the pizza, go, you know, go away for the weekend. Don't think about it. And then get back on track for as many days as you need. That's where you want to kind of live your life, but still be super mindful. And I think in this stage, that's where you're building trust with yourself. Like when you do indulge on Thanksgiving, the scale goes up, you realize back on track, it comes back down. Like really also still probably getting on the scale to see what weight loss looks like and feels like, sorry, maintenance, sorry, looks like and feels like to you. And then I think that's that finally and forever. And that's where like, you're continuing to ask those four questions. You don't even have to ask anymore, you know, like physically, you know, you, you feel comfortable and confident in your skin. And then mentally, like you said, Anna, where you start to recognize where you're calm. I think if you're like freaking out about it, you're probably not there yet. Would you agree? Or do you think that's just the habit of the way someone has been thinking their entire life? I actually exactly agree. Actually, I was going to say that point to you. You know, that we, we do have to think about the fact that there are people who are getting to their goal weight, but they may not be ready for maintenance because they still have their food associations and issues that they're needing to work with. Right. I feel like I was in that camp where I was like, oh, okay, I feel pretty good in my body physically, but I'm definitely not over all my own food issues and associations. And I had to deal with my own mental part of it. You know what I mean? So it goes both ways. Like, how do you know you're in maintenance? I mean, you have to feel a little bit calm about everything. You have to be able to test the waters and not freak out when the scales up, like you have to know your body, you know, and that's the whole, that's the, that third part, that third, uh, you know, whatever is so important because that's when you're really seeing, you know, what does the scale do when I add in a bit and bite? Well, you know, what does the scale do when I'm like sleeping? How does my body feel when I, you know, indulge on certain things, all of the different things, what does the scale do? What does my body do? How do I feel? Am I doing negative self-talk as I'm adding these bits and bites? That's another thing you're assessing in that testing the waters phase, right? Getting to know the new you getting to know the new you. I think that there's two things. There's like, how do you know when you've reached your goal weight, which is, I know some people are in the maintenance group and they're still wondering if they, you know what I mean? If that is the way they should, they go for more. I I know that's happening. And as how do you know you've reached your goal weight and you're done trying to lose. And then I think there's, how do you know that you're ready to move on finally and forever and just leave the whole process behind you? So I think that's kind of like two different questions that we're dealing with, but Mm -hmm. I think it's all getting to know yourself, right? Like, getting to know yourself, understanding and have confidence because you don't, here's the thing. So what's people's fear of moving on finally and forward, the fear of that, they're what they're going to gain the weight back or what, like you, 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 you don't gain 20 pounds back and not know this, you know, I think, I think it's a real fear, um, of the, you touched on it actually in one of the lives this week or check-ins this week, it's a real fear that your body is not on your side, right? Mm-hmm. You like, we've been ingrained for so long to think that our body is not on our side. Our body wants us to be fat. Our body's trying to keep us yeah. fat, right? Yeah. And when you believe that and you've heard that so many times that it's so easy to gain weight, it's so easy to gain weight. It's really hard to believe that you can move on from that, that your body, you know, is going to be on your side. It is going to work for you. And, you know, in this third phase, like you said, you're really learning to build that trust in yourself and, and to not fear what's to come. Like in weight loss, we always say, don't fester in your funk. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. So now you've gotten there and now you're festering in your fear a little bit. Ah. Like we want you to move past that fear that it's never going to, you know, be successful or maintainable because it will be. So that third phase, you can really solidify that trust in yourself and that trust that your body is on your side. And it's just that moment 
to really take the time, you know, you've lost your weight, you've put your time into active maintenance. Now put the time into really trusting yourself, testing those waters, like Anna said, knowing how you feel, how are you talking to yourself? That third phase is really important because that's what's going to carry you through forever. When you know you can trust yourself and you're not living in that fear of I'm going to gain weight, I'm going to gain weight. You're going to just be in that finally and forever. Like here I am living my life. Yeah, I don't think about it. I laugh at myself. My weight starts going up and I've been eating all the things and I'm just like, okay, Gina. Like, but it's not like, oh my God, I'm gonna gain all the weight back. I, I that that fester in your fear, Kathy. There is fear though. The past comes into the head, and when we've always gained it back, it's scary to say we're done. Yeah. Yes. And I think to your point, like you want to recognize that, but not fester in it. And that can keep you stuck on really like moving forward on your maintenance journey and really being all in and just being like so fearful that you're not really paying attention. It's like you're doing this eating again and and back to like, you know what I mean? Being paralyzed by the fear rather than kind of learning what you need to learn now, right? Mm-hmm. To solidify that. Oh, it's so huge. Festering yeah. fear. I cannot. Yeah. I don't think you want to, you don't want to fear testing the waters too, right? Like, cause testing the waters, it's really going to give you that solid data that maybe you're looking for like, oh, I tested the waters and this is how I felt. So maybe I won't necessarily do that again, you know? Yeah. So don't have the fear of, of testing the water. Cause you're, you're going to get something out of it, you know, every time. This, this brings me back to the hoagie. I know I've talked about the hoagie a million times, but I got to remember who talked about the hoagie, but that, you know, there's someone there. I think it was Leanne. I, I'm so sorry. I got to go back and know who said that because it was such a poignant moment where she said, I had a hoagie. I should really Google what it is. I think it's like a meat sandwich. Yeah, it's like a big sandwich. Big yeah, meat big sandwich. One. And she yeah. said, you know, I had a hoagie basically, and I'm paraphrasing. I felt like shit. When am I ever going to be able to eat normally again? And I was like, okay, this has nothing to do with you've lost the weight. This has everything to do with now you're recognizing how those foods always mm-hmm. made you feel. It's just, you were so bland all the time. You probably didn't really notice how it was affecting you. There are going to be certain foods that you eat that are going to make you feel like crap. And I think are going to make you feel bloated, going to make you feel gross. And I think that you have to understand that. And then you have to almost have those foods, feel those feelings, get back on track, even just for a, a day, a couple of days to realize there that's just the impact they're going to have it's not going to cause you to gain the weight back but there is something to be said about that feeling because i know that you know the feeling where you indulge and you feel bloated and gross so then you indulge some more to feel better about it and then you feel worse so then you eat more to feel better about that and it's just kind of like this rabbit hole i want to get into this next topic which is um when does indulging become a slippery slope mm. Yeah, I read that in the group just, I think just today or yesterday. And it was a member and she was asking, like, I want to have my chips in bed, but how do I know if I have chips in bed today, it's not going to turn into, you know, cookies tomorrow or overeating the next day. And I think this all comes down to, again, just, you know, knowing and trusting yourself and really tuning into those feelings Like you're going to eat those chips in bed today because you've chosen to do that. So tomorrow you know, is it a new day or are you going to allow yourself to just, you know, slide back into those old habits? I think that's where your, the power of your own choice and the power of how you feel is really going to come into it. Like you've, you've worked so hard to become in tune that don't the next day, don't wake up and, and think I had chips yesterday. I can have them again today. No, like I had them yesterday. They were awesome. I'm going to move on. So I think that slippery slope will come um, you know, without the recognition of what you're actually doing. So just continue to be in tune, ask yourself how you feel. 
and moving on from there. Yeah, because that could be tied to habits, right? The habit yeah. of doing that. And then those habits you worked really hard to break. And now you're just going back and reinforcing them. So maybe what what is why did I have the chips? Like why am I choosing to have these? Because they're mm. delicious, because they're yummy, because I want something salty. Okay, bump up my my stress this week, you know, bump up my omega-3. Cause when you're, you know, you're craving salt, what does that usually mean? That you're stressed, your body needs more good fat. Like assess the situation. Do I want them just because like I had chips last night and it's because I had a bit of a stressful week and because I got my period today and I just fucking wanted them. So Tony went and got them for me at nine o'clock at night. I also wanted wine that I've been drinking the last couple nights and it was too late for him to buy me wine so he got me my cranberry ginger ale and there I had both now tonight I want them again but I know tonight I want them to get again because there's something to be said about the way they make processed food it's addicting it's addicting they make processed food to be addicting they look for flavors and salt and things that actually get people physiology physically physiologically physiology yeah physiology yeah. nurse they designed that crap to make us want it and crave it more so tonight I, all day i was like do i really need the wine no do i really need the chips do i really want the wine no do i really want the chips no do i feel my body kind of being addicted to it because I know they design food to be addicted. So my my desire to have it last night was totally different from why I'm wanting it tonight. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And to your point, um, Odette, it could be habit. You know what I mean? Like those habits that you definitely, if you notice you're falling back into old habits that didn't really serve you, like they're, they're no longer serving you anymore, then you might want to like ding, 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 notice that and then maybe break it and have some tea. I, I, I don't know. What do you mm -hmm. think, I think that, you know, we've worked so hard losing weight, using the living method uh, to become in tune with our bodies. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. we have a huge, we have a huge advantage in that way. Mm -hmm. So I did indulge this week when I did go to BC and, you know, I had a great lunch. I had all my snacks. I had, you know, everything that I needed to do. I started off my day with a high protein meal, but every night I would go to a restaurant because I, I don't live there. Right. So I had to, I had to do whatever I had to do, you know, and I felt the salt. Oh my God. Every morning I'm like, good morning. And I like, couldn't see anything. And it was a disaster, you know? And, and I, you know, to be honest, I chose to ignore it. I was like, I'm on a, you know, a work vacation here and I'm doing what I need to do and I'm going to move forward. But how badly when I came back home that I was like, please, Anna, get back on track. Yeah. And it took me a few mm. days to get back. I think that that's the, really the thing is that how do you know that you're, it's a slippery slope? How are you feeling? If you're feeling like yeah. that negative self-talk's coming back, you know, physiologically, you're not feeling mm. good, you know, mm. all that, you know, mentally, that's all coming back, you know, all that stuff. That's when you know, you've, you've hit your slippery slope. And that's where you need to be like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. And you need to go, you know, you need to go right back. Mm. Yes. When you're no longer calm about having the thing, that's yes, the yeah. thing. Cause the whole point is get to a place where you're calm about having a thing. You're making the choice about it. But I think when you start not feeling calm about it, that's your body saying, yo hello <laughs> exactly i know that you can get back here so get back here quick and it's begging for hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right. Even David, my husband, has been in maintenance for years now, two years. And there's times that he like goes off the rails because I mean, that's what it is. You know, once in a while, you're just like, ah, oh, you know, I'm stressed. I want this, whatever you eat your chips in bed or whatever you need to do. But yeah. then there is a moment in that time where he's like, I can't do this anymore. Like yeah. there's only so much I can do yeah. with this and I need to get back on track. And that's, and that's what you need to do is trust that your body will tell you, yeah. and you got to listen to your body at the end of the day, you can't ignore mm-hmm. it because then you're just going to go right back to where you you know, where, where you started from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, if you think you're eating too many chips, you're eating too many chips Yeah. <laughs> and your body's yelling at you that you're eating too many chips, then you need yeah. to listen. If you listen, it's going to keep you from, you know, sliding and sliding and sliding. And yeah. that comes down to how do you gain 20 pounds and not notice, right? Like, you know, people can gain weight back situational change, not, you know, you know, not putting time into maintenance. Like it does happen. This is no magic pill, but like you don't gain 20 pounds back and not notice. Like at what point are you noticing that you're feeling off? What point are you noticing you need to get back on track? What, what point are you noticing that you're falling back into old habits? What point do you notice that you're eating too many chips because you already know you're eating too many chips. But when do you actually acknowledge that it's, you know, you need to do something about it. Hence, I think, to check yourself before you wreck yourself you know like Mm -hmm. you have to know you know yourself I mean I know I have all the faith in the world that I'm not gonna gain 95 pounds back I really do I may get gain you know 10 or whatever if I go off the rails up in the future for now I'm doing really really great but you you're I'm gonna recognize that and I'm never gonna want to get back there you know and and that was my always my end goal. I want to be comfortable where I am now because I never want to go back to that girl who who was there, you know, plus plus overweight and like couldn't even walk without sweating and, and yeah. deep breathing. You know what I mean? Like I'll never get back there. So you have to start listening. And if you're gonna put your blinders on because you are festering in your fear, that's mm-hmm. only doing a disservice to yourself. Have the things, be calm about the things, make good choices as you move forward. That's really the only advice that you can kind of you can kind of give, right? You just said something there that made me think of your why or visualizing your end game. Like we use it what, to get to, to reach our goal, to reach our goal, to reach our goal. How important do you think is having a why through maintenance or an end game after maintenance? You know, like I think everyone envisualizes themselves. I always say, you know, you're wearing the bikini, you're running across the beach, you're feeling good, you're eating the taco, you're washing down the beer, you get back on. You know, like how important do you think having your like, and do you think your why changes once you've reached your goal? Is it become a different why? Like, what do you think about that? I think your why changes. I mean, my why changed, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so my why went from, I was very transparent. Like I just wanted to get the weight off to, you know, to be back at a size that I was, you know, two years ago. So it was, you know, it was vanity for me in the beginning. So that was my why. But now my why is I want to be able to, of course, keep the weight off. But I want to be able to 
enjoy my wine. I want to be able to go out with my, you know, family for dinner and not have to beat myself up about it. So that's my why now. So I want to, mm-hmm. you know, I want to remind myself to stay calm, to stay, you know, mindful, to stay where I am now so that my why is to just live my life. And I know that doesn't put like a real tangible, you know, um, feeling to it. But for me, the tangibility mm-hmm. is, I see myself doing those things. I see myself going out and enjoying dinner. I see myself enjoying wine. I see myself just living my life, you know, going up away or, or doing whatever it might be and not having to worry about it, not having to say, I can't have this on vacation because it's going to make yeah. me, you know, bring my weight back. So the why change for me, the why changed into more of a long-term thing. So it wasn't just a goal. It was, what do I want now moving uh, forward? How, how do I want to feel, you know, for, years to come, not just, you know, in this moment, it wasn't one goal. I'm, I'm not going for one goal. I'm going for feeling this good forever and whatever that looks like for, you know, for each person. Yeah. Cause that's not something we talk a lot about in the maintenance group is that why it's that end game. We, we, you know, we had our, why was our motivator to lose the weight and our end game, I think for a lot of people was to lose that weight. And then now you're hit with all this work. You didn't realize you needed to do when it came to maintenance, which is almost more important than the work that you did to lose the weight. And then like, where's the end game on that? Maybe that's what people are asking. Where's, where does it end when, you know, like, do you put an end game at the finally and forever? Like what, I guess, what does finally and forever mean to people that's because you think you got there when you reached a goal and then you get here and you realize oh that's not it you know like it's like so what what's the end game for finally and forever have you even thought about that Anna I think that you know the more things you do that you feel like are impossible more things become possible right that's a huge thing Mm -hmm. for me right Mm -hmm. so I quit smoking. That was impossible. I did it. You know, we, we fixed our finances. That was impossible. I did it. I'm, I lost weight. That was impossible. I did it. So I don't feel like you'll ever have a consistent end game moving forward. You're going to hit a goal and then you're going to keep going towards another goal. You know what I mean? You're going to have another goal because you're like, I've done the impossible. I know it's possible. Now I'm going to do even more because like the world's like my oyster here. You know what I mean? But I think there is, when we're talking about end game, I think there is something to be said about reflecting on what brought you here in the first place on your end goal that brought you to where you are in maintenance now, you know, and really be like, you did all this work because you wanted to be here. Where are you? Are you at your end goal? Did you hit it? And if you do, you want to really kind of make that tangible and be like, this is where, this is where I am for a reason. And I don't want to veer off the track as I start kind of collecting all those impossibilities down the, uh, down the road, right? Like you always want to reflect on your journey. You never want to sit there and be like, I'm done because you can't be done because there was a reason why you got kind of where you were in the first place, you know, but I think there is something to be said about reflecting on what your end game was and, and, and remembering that you don't want to, you don't want to have to go through that again. You want to move forward. You never want to move backward. Right. Yeah. Where you came from, where you are and where you still want to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me read some of these comments here. Um, Pam, I've slid down the slope and I'm having a hard time climbing back. Situational change has me in a tailspin. I'm hoping this spin stops sooner rather than later. I recognize it. However, the habits have formed again, one day at a time and trying to find myself again. First of all, Pam, I'm, I'm sending you lots of love, um, honestly. Um, and what I want to say about this is you need to be grounded in something, right? You're spinning. You're, you can get into a situation, um, especially, you know, anything that's shocking or something 
something big that happens into your life, it can very easily drag you back into those moments of your life, the moments you would rather be in, the moments you remember, especially if you're constantly thinking about moments in your past, it's really easy to go back there. And the feelings that you had when you were there are going to be brought up. So this makes it very difficult when you've made major life changes in terms of who you are and how you function and all the new habits. So it's kind of trying to reconcile, right? Like just to continue to move forward. Um, I think definitely, you know, keeping a journal, like I, I'm a massive, like, you know, when, when things get crazy in my life or big, these big moments happen in my life, um, I, I dig my heels in even deeper. I, I have a post that um, Ashley's working on tomorrow about positive. Like I was really dealing with a lot of shit this week. And I, I said, focus on the positive, see the positive. This can feel like such horseshit. It can just, it can really feel like horseshit. Oh, just be positive. It's not about just being positive. It's about when you are, you know, in a, in a, you know, feeling down, you tend to just, you see all the things that bring you down even more, right? And you just want to dive, especially when you want to dive into that feeling. And you you definitely are entitled to feel how you feel in the moment. But then I think what you want to do in order to pull yourself out of that, that, that downward spiral is to like slowly climb up by focusing on little things that, you know, like whether you're writing in your gratitude journal and the more positive things, I hate that word positive and negative, but the more mm. positive things you focus on, the more you tend to see those things. You know, and I think sometimes it's not in, in, in sticking to the food plan and all of those things. It's just about kind of really Joanna Hunt and um, Brian Hunt. I remember when they did that barbecue session with us and one of those aha moments they talked about was like, we're not trying to make these sweeping changes and lose all this weight. We got a lot of weight to lose. We're just trying every day to do the things that support the new habits that we created that got us to where we are, you know, and I think it's not in big sweeping moments. I think it's in the little tiny things that you can do to kind of just keep your head about water and then you know what I mean like you can almost feel it little things that you can do that kind of lift you up and bring you up and bring you up as opposed to staying stuck or you know thinking about the things in the past even though you might want to indulge in that that just that kind of drag you down and I think there's a way of you know thinking about your past or thinking about the things that you you know you're really thinking about but still being able to move forward at the benefit of your health and wellness do you, do you know do you know what I mean like I think it's yeah. It's like you got to kind of it's that stupid fill the cup thing. But when you're when you're dealing with big things and big feels, you just want to just want to fill it up yeah. with all the negative crap. Right. You yes. want to fill it up because you're like, oh, well, you know, this has gone to shit. This, I'm going to put this to shit. I'm going to do this. Forget this, forget this. I'm done. I want right? to roll in the shit. I want yeah. to feel so shitty because I think you want your feeling. You want you want to when you're feeling like that, you just want to feel like that and you want to feel like you can own it because I feel like this, but at the same time, you're only going to sit in the shit for so long. And I mean, the feelings and the stuff that's, you know, I don't mean shit, shit, but you know what I mean? You're only going to, yeah. it's only going to serve you for so long, but I think sometimes you need to sit there for as long as you need and really indulge in rolling around in the muck, in the muck, in the muck, that's way better word to enrolling in the muck and really feeling that for as long as you need. And then when you're ready, make a conscious choice to be like, okay, I'm going to choose again. Gabby Bernstein has a great book. I'm not the one happy, but what's the other one she had? What is that book? It's, um, um attractor yeah super attractor mm. and it's about choosing your choosing your thoughts differently and I had a, I had a kid who I know we're past time but she um she would get into this real funk just about her thoughts and I would say you know you have the power to choose again choose again choose mm. again and sometimes I would like go to your room 
and then choose again. Like there, there's no way, like, first of all, you're young and you're a kid and you don't really have any problems. Um, there's gotta be a way, you know, go to your room and then come back and choose, choose to think differently. Like, and she would come back and I don't know what she did, but as a kid and in Gabby's book, she actually had steps for recognizing your feelings and your thoughts and then choosing differently. She actually has whole steps in this. And um, I'd say to my kid, come back and cho choose again when you're ready. And then she'd come back like a totally different kid. I don't know what it was, but she decided she was not going to be like that anymore. And she just, and it wasn't fake. It was none of those things. I'm just like, you can be like this all day long and be in this pissy pants, or you can go have a minute and come back and make the most of your day. And then every time she'd come back, like just in the whole energy changed. And she just decided I had enough of feeling that. And now I want to feel like this. I know this is way easier said than done, but pulling yourself out of that, out of any kind of funk or any kind of feels is is a lot easier said than done i don't know what do you guys do when you're struggling how do you how do you get back at it how do you even feel worthy of doing it like what's your hmm. i i just wanted to say to pam sorry i'm going to regress from that question a minute i just wanted to say to pam like the great thing here like you just touched on um do you know that she does have that choice right like yeah. it's not it's easier said than done for sure but i'm you know if she if you think back to like your weight loss journey and maybe there was a, a small situational change there and you thought oh how am i going to get past this and you did because you because you got here you got to your goal so thing. now this is just one little i don't even want to call it a setback this is just a little blip again right like and you know being able to make that choice to change your thoughts to change you know the way that you're going to take on the next few days is really a, a, again is a, an incredible powerful thing and she'll be able to come out of it again um but yeah like you said if you need to stay here and for a few minutes and really take it in and and know how this is making you feel um you know she's going to be able to to move through that for sure and she, yeah. And, she and I know sometimes when, when things happen in our life, we don't feel like worthy of giving ourselves the time that we need mm -hmm. to do the things that we need to do. You know, sometimes it feels so trivial to want to show up for yourself and focus on the things and getting back to feeling good and your weight and all those things can feel really trivial in your life. You know, it can be easier, <clears throat> sorry, said than done to get back to that. What about you, Anna? How do you do? Yeah, with that? I, I wanted to say the same thing. I think that it's, I think that you, you have to be okay with having that moment of weakness and going and indulging and doing, you know, being in a bit of a tailspin, uh, you know, and, and rolling in the muck as you would say, or whatever. But I think that you will, you will get out of it. One day you will wake up one day and be like, okay, I'm ready to go. You know, I, you know, mm -hmm. try to pay attention to how your body's feeling, even if you still are doing all the things that you're doing right now, you know, you know, indulging, doing whatever you need to do and, and dealing with whatever you're dealing with, you know, still pay attention, still do it with intention, still understand kind of what's going on because that whole mindset that you've been working on for so long in the weight loss group, now that you're here, you know, you still have that. It's still, yeah, it's, you're not going to, you're not going to lose right. it. Right. So when yeah. you're ready to come out yeah. of it, I want to just, I really, really want to reiterate the fact that, you know, you've done so much work already when yeah. you are ready to get out of that, give yourself some grace, sleep in the muck if you need to, you know what I mean? Yeah. One day you're going to be getting out and your body is going to be on your side. You have the tools there and you need to have faith in that process. And maybe this, this whole moment and this whole blip, as you, you said, Odette, this is a part of your journey and this is a part of kind of getting you out of there. And maybe it's to reestablish the faith that you definitely can come right back to where yeah. you were. Yeah, because you could do autopilot because you, you've you done so much work to be in tune to yourself by the time you get to maintenance that if ever you, you know, you're dealing with something and you just, you, there's, I, there's some, sometimes in life, there's something has to give. 
That means that sometimes in life, things happen where you can't give yourself the love that you need. You can't give yourself the time that you need. You can't prioritize yourself, you know, in a way that you need. And you just, you have no choice and you have to focus on other people. And I think this is where you can rely on the fact that if you're here and you got to this place, you did some serious work and you may not have, mm-hmm. you know, you may not have put a lot of time into it, but in order to get here, you you had to be really consistent and dig deep and work through a lot of things to get you onto the other side of that. So a lot of times it's just a matter of pulling, either doing it on autopilot this way, popping in and or writing in a journal and sending intentions, and then just slowly gathering the things that, you know, I'm going to start drinking my water and I'm going to start doing this and start doing that and slowly start prioritizing yourself again and doing those things because when you're off you feel really really off and when you get back on and you start you know you're in tune to being on and giving yourself what you need you really you feel back on you feel back on so how quickly right and super quickly right you feel back on track you get back on track and you feel back on track pretty quickly you're like whoa like my body's back this is exactly what I remember you know so I would like this exactly what I would say. Give yourself some grace, allow yourself to kind of deal with what you're dealing with. Be aware, like don't close your eyes and just let it happen and let those habits keep happening. You know, you really do need to open your eyes and be, you know, in control of your own journey here, you know, and, and then, you know, remember that your body's on your side. You've already done the work, you know? Yeah. We got to go. We are way past our time. I could talk all stinking day. (laughs) I could talk all day. I could talk all day. Um, I think we pretty much covered everything that's on our list. Okay. So if you're listening now and you're loving our conversation, tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us if you want to come join us. We would love to have people come on and join us and continue the conversation. We just got like a couple questions. Um, I know we don't have a lot of time, but we want to make the most of our time. Um, you know, definitely continue to, to join us with the conversation. I got my iPad. We want to read your questions. We want to read your comments. We really want this to be as interactive as possible. I know we did we do our spill the tea segments that you might be used to over in our weight loss group. You know, it's a lot of me and Anna chatting about the weeks to come. It's a lot about having specific guests. But, you know, further to that, we really want to, you know, have our conversation be a, a little deeper and a little bit more engaging and you know really invite we really invite all of you to be part of the conversation so so please feel free to make your comments let us know the things that you'd like us to talk about we are going to store this segment in the guides we turn them into podcasts so if you don't have time to watch them live ever let us know what you'd like us to discuss and then you can always circle back around and listen later thanks again ladies um of course i suck at staying on time because i like to break my own fucking rules yes we talk forever you you don't (laughs) no it was really great and we definitely can talk all day and yes i agree bring in your questions we'd love to have conversations this is so good yeah yeah what do we got coming up odette in the group what do we got coming up this week we got some fun stuff happening we we do we always have fun stuff so recipes on fridays obviously is really fun um yeah today with the um level up your walk was awesome and there's a super fun playlist on there so um just um, you know, get that downloaded and, and get moving. Um, what we have changed a little bit though, are the daily posts. I'm hoping that people are reading them. We're using that as a space where people can set their intentions for the day. So if they're used to having, um, you know, the end of day reflections, if they've been part of the weight loss group, you know, 
um, pretty recently. So we're using this daily post where, of course, ask all your questions that you want. But if you want to just come there and set an intention, we're going to be there um, to read them and, you know, go through them with you. So um, you can use that, use the daily post for that too. So that's I a, love that's it. A great love it. Amazing yeah. ladies. Thanks again, everyone who's joined us today. Thank you so much. Uh, I can, I already can't wait to next week. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you all then. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing rest of your week. We'll be around. I'll be popping in. I'll be checking in on you. We'll be working on some fun <laughs> stuff in the group. Bye, ladies. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks so Bye. much. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.